Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I'd like to talk about suppleness and body collection. It's really important to me that I already have a super solid foundation on my horse before I ever teach them the barrels. And then on my horses that are competing, whether they're futurity, novice, or open horses, that I always go back to basics during the week and keep that horse soft and light and supple and know that I can put them where I want, when I want, with the body collection that is required and needed. So I'm going to talk about the things that I think are super important to check during the week that they're working so that you can trust in your training and your teamwork on the weekend when you compete. Number one is having that balance and having a horse really knowing if they're left-sided or right-sided. You will find that just like us, some horses are going to be more, um, more left-sided or right-sided. They may be stiffer to the right or stiffer to the left. They may be more confident turning circles or rollbacks one direction than the other, moving off of leg. So it's our job to balance them. And just like us, we're more confident writing our name with one hand versus the other. But God forbid we broke that hand, we'd have to start learning how to write with the other hand. We would become ambidextrous. Even though we are not naturally ambidextrous, we expect our horses to be, which is kind of unfair if you think about it. So you really need to pay attention when you're just walking the pattern. I'm not walking the pattern. When you're just walking on your horse in the arena or out in the pasture, notice, do they, when you're on a loose rein, keep their head to the left side or the right side more? Or is it very straight? Do they drift a shoulder left or right? Or maybe drift their entire body one direction versus another? Are they so strung out that they might trip? Or do they get their head really high and you're always putting pressure on the reins to slow them down? So what I would um, challenge you to do is try to develop your horse to have a better top line and to be more balanced left to right. <clears throat> By doing some biomechanic riding, um, you can pay a lot of money for a biomechanics lesson and you may spend $80 for one hour just doing what I'm going to talk about here in just a moment. You would be riding your horse in some sort of light bit or side pull, and you would want this horse to already know how to be broken the face left, right, and down, so laterally and vertically, at a standstill and a walk, and preferably a, a trot and a lope or sit jog. And um, when you start doing this, as you're walking in a straight line, make a little bit of contact with your reins, let your horse find the release. At this time, they should shorten their stride slightly, start to tuck their nose just a little bit on the vertical, and then what you'll feel is they'll shorten their stride and get their weight shifted to their hindquarters, and that will also allow them to lift that top line up a little bit. So as you're riding them on the vertical for maybe five seconds, then you can release. In the beginning, one second, one inch would be enough, but while you're doing that, I want you to notice um, if they're more dominant left side or right side. If they are, then have slightly more rein pressure in your left hand versus your right hand if their face is turning to the right so that you can balance them 
completely straight. So again, this is walking in a straight line and a horse that maybe wants to just let their nose go to the left and their shoulder drift to the right. You would then apply your hand and leg accordingly, a little bit of right rein and maybe a little right leg and try to balance them between it. So let's say you have a half ounce of left rein pressure, you might have one ounce of right rein pressure. And if you have a half a pound of left leg pressure, you might have one pound of right leg pressure. So you may have to overcompensate if they want to drift their nose left and their shoulder right. So you may have to have slightly more pressure on the right side. And as you're walking, release it every so often and see if they'll hold that balance. If they won't, ask them again. So what you're trying to do is develop a horse that knows how to carry themselves and be balanced from front to back and left to right. And that's our ultimate goal. And a lot of times people don't even think about it when they're riding. They just kind of loose rein and let their horse, you know, be strung out and trip and all of that. But um, a lot of times your farriers will even say to you, um, you know, when you're long trotting, you know, don't let the horse just long trot on a loose rein and catch their shoes or whatever. They may want you to ride a little bit more collected because some horses can overreach course you know it depends on the the horse and the shoe job and all of that but you will find if you have them a little bit of contact when you're post trotting they're less likely to misstep and overreach and catch a shoe so ultimately the more you teach your horses to ride balance left to right and front to back you're going to develop a horse that is much more balanced in time as they start to go faster and if you do this at a walk they're going to learn how to carry themselves and they're going to be a lot stronger and more balanced when they go fast and they're going to keep themselves from injury because they know how to be collected and have balance versus be strung out and not know how to carry themselves correctly. So I think that's a really important thing um, as you should do when you're riding and, and you can even make a game out of it and on alternate sides. You can ask them, to ride up into the bridle slightly on the vertical with two hands and your seat. So you're looking for three things. When you make contact with both reins and you sit deeper in the saddle and add a little bit of your leg, you're looking for the horse to shorten their stride, shift their weight to their hindquarters. As they tuck their nose, they'll also lift their top line. So technically that's four things. So those four things need to happen. And now you're going to add a fifth element, which would be I'm going to ask my horse to vertically collect and shorten the stride and lift that top line and shift the weight to hindquarters. But I'm also going to ask them to give their nose left for five seconds as well. And then I'm going to release and give them a complete release and feel that power walk, that extended walk. Then I'm going to collect them again vertically and feel the collection again, shorten stride, break in the pole lift the top line, shift the weight to the hindquarters. Now I'm going to apply a little bit more right rein. I'm still going to have left rein, but I'm going to apply a little more right rein where I can see their right eyelashes or right eye. And now I'm going to add that for five seconds. And then I'm going to release everything and let them have that extended walk. And you'll be surprised just by doing little things like that, biomechanically teaching your horse to extend and collect and be super light to you. 
it's almost like yoga or Pilates for both you and your horses because you're really working on core of collecting and, and um, inhaling kind of your muscles, tightening everything and then releasing everything. And that tightening is where the balance comes in for both the horse and the rider. So that's something to really pay attention to. Do it in straight lines first. And then you can also do it in circles and you can do a lateral circle, a vertical circle and a counter bend circle. And all of those things done at a walk away from the barrels away from any patterns just working on feeling your horse and developing that relationship of biomechanics for suppleness and body collection makes you have that connection with their mind and also hoof placement so now you not only have um, balance left to right and front to back you also are able to tell what foot is where and when and all of that develops you as a horse person and and develops your horsemanship with your horse so um so again that's super important and like i said um it has to start with number two being broken the face and having that left right and down as your first step and then the second thing would be having control of your shoulder and your rib cage. So um, you've got to have buttons on these horses. They need to understand to give to lightest cue like your pinky for left, right, and down of their face. The lightest just calf pressure without your foot or your spur for shoulder and rib cage, um, you know, up by the front cinch. Um, hip control by the back sense you should be able to put the hip in or out as needed or possibly scissor legs that would be the fourth thing to be focused on um can i put my shoulder out my ribs out and put my hip in with scissor legs inside leg by the front cinch outside leg by the back cinch as i'm working a circle um, those things will also come in handy when you're doing pole bending or leg laterals or two tracking any of those things um, lead departures setting your horse up for a lead and not taking it all of those things tie in together uh, having a horse broken the face having shoulder and rib cage control and having hip control so um, finally if I'm doing um, circles you know would I be able to get their nose to the inside just a little maybe I want just a little eye just a little nose to the inside and then maybe I would like my um, horses uh, uh, I actually just did a video in my group for my group on um, an arena record setting run that Cassie uh, Mowry did on a really nice uh, uh, horse that I can't think of the horse's name right this moment, but she had bumped her horse's nose just slightly going to the first barrel and the horse gave her nose. Had the horse not been able to do that when she bumped her nose, her feet would have followed and she would have not just cued the horse to go to the arc, but maybe turn in front of the barrel. This is why it's important that a horse understands that they can give their nose without moving their feet. So it's important, um, to be able to do something like that. It's also important if she, when she went in and to rate her barrel, right when she sat down, she made contact with both reins to put her horse on their hindquarters. Had she not taught them to give to rein pressure and to shorten her stride from her seat in two hands, the horse would have blown off her cue and went by the barrel. So once again, this comes down to foundation and having everything established at the slow speed of walk trot and lope before you ever 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 run the barrels so again those are all really important um, features to have um, you know the next thing i like people to really consider is um, that that all of that requires a lot of contact riding 
um, when you're trying to make a horse be supple and have body collection, you're doing a lot of give and take and contact, whether it be one hand or, or two hands or, or your seat or both legs or one leg, it's a lot of contact riding. But then I'd also challenge you to say, can I ride my horse 80% with my body, my eyes, my voice, my shoulders, my hips, my seat? Can I do, do my work just that way? Will my horse extend and collect off of those aids? Can I do a circle off of those aids? And then only using my legs from my calves down, my calves and my feet, 18%. And finally, only 2% being my hands. So every time you ride your horse, if you ever find yourself gripping really hard on your reins, you're obviously not doing the 80, 2% challenge that I just mentioned. You're definitely reversing that. And doing too much with your hands and not enough with your body, eyes, energy, and voice. Um, so I like to use my um, 80% of eyes, voice, energy, and body as my biggest cue. I'll sit up for go, sit down for rate, turn my body for turn, look at my quarter turns. I use my legs for impulsion or to shape a horse where I might need them, maybe inside leg going in to soften the ribs or outside leg coming out to square up the shoulders. Um, and my hand should just be guiding and just be give and take at all times. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, never ever doubt that you can spend 80% of your riding on foundation, on, on suppleness and body collection, and only... 20% on maneuvers. The better you have connection of buttons and a horse that understands your timing and feel of give and take pressure and cues, the better your relationship will be, especially when you're going fast that you can trust that teamwork. So spend that time doing that type of work. You can spend less time on the pattern and more time on the uh, dry work and the fundamentals and you will find um, the relationship and the advancement will come. Remember, you want to put in a 1D effort in order to get 1D results. And that means you need to practice and you have to work at it and you have to make sure everything is handled from the horse's foundation, your fundamentals, diet, care, conditioning, perfect practice, um, entering for experience and, and timing under pressure and uh, above all all of that comes the mental game for you and your horse um, not just being able to physically do it but emotionally and mentally being focused as well so I hope you enjoyed this podcast and remember to always believe to achieve work at it even if you just make one percent improvement each day that's something and um, just always believe in yourself Know your passion and your purpose and God bless everybody and as always ride with heart.